Philippians 2, verses 5 to 11. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness and being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you very much. Very well read. So we are thinking in this passage tells us that we have got the king of kings who is brilliant because he comes to serve and to save. And we're going to follow and that's going to make us want to follow him, I hope. I hope that's going to happen. So without his rules, actually life in this world would be awful. Without his being king, life would be rubbish. You've got to choose who you listen and who you obey very carefully. And I put it to you that there's no one better to follow in here. Also, yesterday, hands up if you watched the coronation, the coronation, or a little bit of it. Hands up if you didn't, because actually you're sick and tired of coronation. Hey, anyway. Yeah, well done, I saw. Um, so one person held up a sign saying, this is all just a little bit silly, isn't it? And in a way they're right, but you know there's a really big reason why having a church service to make your king is really important. And that's because he needs to know that there's a king of kings over him. We're going to think about that. Uh, So if you're young here, you've got to think, haven't you? If you're youth, if you're growing up, if you're planning your future, who's going to be your king? Is it going to be you? Is it going to be the media? Is it going to be Twitter? You've got to work out who is going to be the wisdom that you live and die by. I hope you'll see that Jesus is the best one. And if if you're older here, I want to think, how are you using your gifts and your experience and your influence, your grey hairs? Is it to serve others and see them saved in Jesus? And our question for coffee is going to be, what is the best thing about King Jesus? Coffee and cake, what's the best thing about Jesus? Let's have a look at that in the Bible. Verses 9 to 11, to start with, I've got a question for you. It might come up on there if it doesn't open your Bibles. What's the question? It is, what did God give Jesus in verses 9 to 11? Can you see that? I'll read it out for you. Therefore, God exalted Jesus, that's him, to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So what did God give Jesus? Any Anyone want to have a stab at that? The name above all names in a nameless voice over here. That's right. Do you know what that means? It doesn't mean that your name is top of the alphabetical list at school. It means that you are the greatest person. Anyone else see anything else in there that you got given? Who said that? Have you got one? Tell me. What is it? It's a monster. Yeah, monster is a good answer normally, but not in this situation. He's actually... He's made it so even the monsters bow the knee to Jesus. Even the monsters, because he makes Jesus the king of everyone 
and everything. He's got the highest name. He, every knee should bow to him. Even King Charles yesterday got down on his knee. Do you remember that bit? It took him a bit. Sort of, oh, my gosh. But he did, didn't he? Because Jesus Christ is Lord. That's what it says in verse 11. He's the king of kings. Who is not the boss? At home, daddy is not the boss, is he? Jesus is. But I'm the boss under Jesus, just so we're clear on that. <laughs> At church, Edward is not the boss. Jesus is. In school, your exams, and whoever the school bully is, is not, even if it's you, is not the boss. Jesus is the boss. In hospital, your disease, your diagnosis is not the boss. Jesus is. Do you know what? Not even death is the boss because Jesus beat death, didn't he, when he rose from the dead? Jesus Christ is Lord. He is the King of Kings and the boss like no other. Who's that snoring? No, he's not, is he? Question two. Why did God give Jesus, why did he make Jesus the Lord, the boss of everyone? Can you see that in verses 6 to 8? I'll read them out to you. Look in your Bibles. He says, Jesus Christ, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance of a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So why, why did God make Jesus the boss of everyone and everything? Do you know why? It says in there, because Jesus didn't use all his godness for himself, he used it to serve us. And he did that by dying on the cross. How did, he, how did he use his godness? He did it to die on the cross for you and I so that we'd be forgiven and we'd have eternal life. Now, if you were God for a day, if you could make things just by speaking, what would you do? If you were God for the day, what would you do? Anyone got any ideas? Eloise, what would you do? Make no more litter. That is an excellent, excellent one. That is not at all what I would have done. I would have made loads of sweets appear so that my house was filled with them like a child in the chocolate factory. Hugh, what would you do? That's right. Okay. I think you say he would have made a nicer world just for me and then put people in it who just think I'm great. I would totally do my... I would use my godness for that, wouldn't you? But what does Jesus use his godness for? He comes to serve you and I and die on the cross. He becomes a servant. It says right there in verse 7, the very nature of a servant. Now, what's the next... Oh, hang on a minute. Something's happened there. Bear with me. Whoops. What's the next bit? So God made Jesus the king of kings because his death wasn't an accident. It was a deliberate thing. It wasn't a mishap. It was God's plan to die in our place, to take the punishment that we deserve and make us perfect like Jesus. So we'd be saved from death and God's punishment and have life forever and ever. Death defeated, 
living with God face to face in heaven forever. That is marvellous. And when, Joseph, when Jesus rose from the dead, he showed that he's boss even of death, didn't he? Not even death bosses Jesus around. And so if we bow the knee to Jesus and we say, you are mine and I want you to be, uh, I want to be yours, then he saves us. So God loves him and made him the king of all kings. Bats love caves. Well done, Moira, you're on it, thank you. So having someone who's in charge, if they're lovely like that, is a really brilliant thing. Having rules is excellent. Having no rules and serving ourselves is not a good thing. Can you imagine what the roundabout at Wenzel's would be like if there were no rules on the road? You could do whatever you wanted. It would be carnage, wouldn't it? And everyone would be cross and people would probably die and there'd be explosions. Having rules is a good thing. But having a ruler who loves you is even better. Can you imagine growing up under an Egyptian pharaoh? Does anyone know what pharaohs built? Egyptian kings. Anyone got an idea what they built? Anyone? Naomi? They built the pyramids. And guess what? They got people like you to be slaves to build a massive building for them. It's so we'd remember them. That would be awful, wouldn't it? But that is not what we've got here. We've got the King of Kings who serves and saves. Let's do an illustration, shall we? I've decided that I would like to make an amazing coronation cake like this one. It's got fluff on it. Amazing. So, I'm going to use this, the Women's Institute Tea Time Collection. <laughs> and I've decided that I would like to bake... Oh, I can't find the cake now. Oh, that's a golf course one. That's amazing. Uh, I'd like to bake a really nice cake like this one. And so the good news is, is I've got all the rules on how to do that right here, haven't I? So, I'm going to follow the rules, more or less now, to make my cake. So first of all, I see that we need, um, what's this? An egg. It says crack it. That's cracked. Now it says that we need some sugar. Uh, this looks pretty good. How much? Oh, whatever mind. I'll just put in a big amount. There we go. That looks good. The next it says that we, it says here, um, where is it? 225 grams of plain flour. Well, you know, I'll just... I'll, I'll do it vaguely, uh, and this is, this is self-raising flour. Will that make a difference? No, it won't, will it? All right, so 100, 200, 25, vaguely. Okay. Now, it says here that I should add some golden syrup. Ah, well, I haven't got any golden syrup, uh, so I think I will use uh, Mr. Muscle Dream Joe. That's why I like golden syrup, isn't it? Excellent. Let's put a bit of that in there. Oh, it's got a child one, which defeats me. There we are. Thank you. Put a bit of that in there. Oh, it's actually not as uh, treacle colour as I thought it would be. Uh, next one is, um, you've got to have some, oh, you've got to have some things to make it look good, so it's like a party. Well, I haven't got that, but I do know that giant bubbles make a really good party. And so... I think what we'll do is we'll put a bit of that in as well. <laughs> there we are. Okay. So, and now, the last thing is, is it says, stir that in. Okay. 
Uh, it says that we should bake it at 800, 180 degrees Celsius, but in a 20 centimeter tin. I've got that. There we go. Uh, there we go. That's excellent. And it says that we should bake that in the oven for. Um, hey. It says we should put it in the oven for about 50 minutes. Well, we haven't got 50 minutes, so uh, we'll just leave it at that. Now, uh, would you like some cake? <laughs> now, look, the problem is, is that we are like this. The problem is, is that we don't live by God's good real rules that would make us perfect and make our lives perfect. We chuck in extra stuff, we leave stuff out, and actually it's an awful, horrible mess. And when God looks at it, he goes, uh, no. Because it looks nothing like Jesus. Jesus follows all the recipes that God sets. He loves God with all his heart, soul, and mind. He never gets anything wrong. And so his life is perfect. Our life, not so good. And this means that we should go in the bin. That's the only safe option. But what Jesus does is he dies instead of us. And so he takes all our mess and he gives us his perfect cake, his perfect life. And that means that Jesus dies on the cross, takes all our sin that's gone, and we get to look like this amazing cake to God. How good is that? That is what our king does for us. He comes to serve us and to save us and make us amazing and perfect and to live forever in heaven. Who's that snoring? God is not boring, is he? So, what does that mean for us? It means that we should, in this Bible passage, let's just get that out of the way, we should want to be saved and served by Jesus the King of Kings who serves and saves. Let's be served and let's be saved. First of all, be saved. Verse 10 and 11, what does it say there? Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, even the monsters. Why don't we do that? Even though some of us are monstrous, all we have to do is say, I'm sorry I'm a mess like that cake. Thank you that you serve and save me by dying on the cross and please help me to follow you. You know, King Charles, what's his song start with? God save the gracious king. Do you know, and that is a prayer that God would save him forever and ever. Do you know what I'd like to sing? God save me, please God. Please save me in Jesus. Please save you. Bats love caves. Be saved. Next one. Let's be served and be like him in the way we serve others. So in verse 5, it says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ, Jesus. Which means we should be like Jesus. If we follow Jesus, it means we're like him. First of all, we live forever in heaven under God's loving uh, fathership. There's no death and no judgment. And we thank God and we help others to see that. We serve them. But also, we serve others, not ourselves. King Charles got all these things on his coronation. And I wonder if you can spot the... Oh, can we have those pictures up, Sarah? Sorry. I wonder if you can spot the common thing on all these pictures, if you can get them up. Sarah's coming. Here you are. 
What is the common thing on the crown, on the sceptre, and on the little um, tennis ball? Max, give me one. It's got a cross. Do you know why it's got a cross there? It's to remind him that Jesus the King sits above his head. The cross where Jesus died is what makes him serve. The scepter, how he exercises power, is governed by Jesus and how he died on the cross. And the whole world is not his. The world belongs to Jesus, the cross. And so he is supposed to serve and not be served. And that's why he prayed that yesterday. That is super, isn't it? And we can be the same. Uh, maybe you might wear a little cross around your neck that reminds you that actually you're saved and that you're going to serve people just like Jesus serves you. So maybe you're at football or you're the most clever person in the class or maybe you're the best person in your work. What can you do to use that to serve other people like Jesus? Or cricket, that's a good point. Let's boast in Jesus and make him the centre of our culture. Because listen, it's not a bit of silliness yesterday. The fact that Jesus sits over everything that the king is and everything that our culture is, is huge. Because that is why we love to look after the weak. It's why we go after the monsters and we love them. It's why we serve one another and love one another. Jesus is what makes our culture great. And so be proud of him. Put him at the centre of every bit of culture you do, whether you're a politician or whether you're a businessman or woman or whether you're a surgeon, whatever it is, put Jesus at the centre because then you'll be serving and saving. Jesus is the king of kings who serves and saves and creates a kingdom of people who love to serve and also to be saved by him. So your question is, what makes Jesus the best king ever? when you're having your coffee and cake in a minute. Should we pray? Hands together, hands apart. Hands together, hands apart. Hands together, hands apart. Hands together. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we want to appraise you and give you a round of applause for being the best king ever because you come to serve and save and save us from death so that we might serve you and others in a beautiful, beautiful new community. Bless us, Lord, we pray, with the knowledge of you as the best king of kings. Amen. Mark.